welcome to Digital Cowboys, episode 1, dated 25th of April 2007. This is a discussion podcast focusing on what movies, video games, music and internet sites have caught the eyes, ears and fingers of myself and my co-hosts. My name is Alex Shaw, to my right I have Paul Shotton and to my left Tony Atkins. This week we're talking about Guitar Hero 2, Sunshine and Idiocracy amongst many other things and the latest YouTube videos which have caught our eyes. So guys, how you doing? Good. Yeah, good. Okay. Let's kick off and talk about Guitar Hero 2, because that's the most interesting thing for, well, for me right now. In case any of you guys have been out there hiding under rocks for the past couple of months, uh, Guitar Hero has been the biggest kind of peripheral game on the uh, PlayStation 2. Guitar Hero 1 was released last March on the PlayStation 2, wasn't it? Yep. Yep, and uh, was completely ignored by me and you guys, and in fact, no, no, nothing ever actually came of it until I heard that it was good, which I uh, heard about on GameSpot. And um, many people, yeah, saying it was excellent. Yeah, I, I just ignored them because I don't get peripheral games. It's, it, it requires a large investment on a big bit of plastic, which you're not going to use. I, I learned that from like the 3D Donkey goggles. On, yeah, <laughs> the Donkey Kongo bongos. The uh, the 3D goggles from the Sega Master System, the zapper on the NES, the sorry, Paul, the NES, the Super Scope, the Menacer, um, I mean the Dance Dance Revolution map. These things the are designed, to, which has not been particularly good. <laughs> they're designed for one game, and usually it's a port of an arcade game, and it doesn't work on home systems. But Guitar Hero just tweaked my interest because you can play guitar jam on it and I thought yeah I'll try that sounds good good party play play Guitar Hero 1 the Playstation 2 showed it to these guys and uh, they liked it so Tony went and bought it straight away but Guitar Hero 2 on the 360 and you've been playing it for what two weeks now two weeks now yeah since since launch uh, almost every day compulsively but that's <laughs> yeah that's the nature of the game it, uh, it's, it's really really good It it's well, you start playing it easy, and it really, really gently kind of lets you into how to actually play the guitar. Although it doesn't obviously simulate how to play a guitar at all, because I've tried since. And no, you just flip in a flipper and press the buttons. Yeah, you've got five coloured fret buttons and a, a paddle which pretends to be the uh, you hitting the strings. Um, really, really easy on easy. Mm. Really, really good introduction of how to actually. Play. Although it is possible to fail uh, the easiest song on easy, isn't it, Paul? Quite hard though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did um, it deliberately. Yeah. yeah he, he was doing it just to get uh, me the, uh, yeah. the gamer points, which I think mean, you get five points for failing a, the easiest song on easy. But yeah, yeah. I got no rhythm, man. I got no rhythm. What can I? Oh, play? but you found it. Well, sort of. Now you. Now he's got five stars on that. No, not even five stars. Perfect. Like, perfect. Oh, sorry. Carry on, Tony. But yeah, I mean, just it's it's really good fun and really gentle to start off with, and it I think the beat of the tune. You just you play each note to the beat of the tune, and, and that's that's really really fun. But mm. it's it's safe to say that the hardness level racks up something extraordinary. It creeps up you. on you, and then yeah, you're you're busy playing a song, and you think yeah, I'm doing pretty well, and then suddenly it chucks a solo at you, and you're like, no, I'm lost. No, what the hell's going on? Um, um but that is the thing that keeps me coming back and back and back. It's it's just compulsive you always think you can just play a few more notes more or get a slightly higher score hmm. um, I mean having not played Guitar Hero 1 everyone says the songs in that one were slightly better than the uh, they were. Guitar Hero 2 which obviously you've played so you would know better <laughs> 
But yeah. you can, if you have a spare, I don't know, several thousand gamer points knocking around the place, you can buy some of the songs from Guitar Hero 1, feel less cheated out of them. As there is, I think there's something like 48 licensed tracks in there. Mm. I mean, that's, that's a fairly big chunk of songs to get you over, and, and that you can actually unlock songs by playing through the career mode. Um, and I think in total that makes 74 songs. 74. A lot of these are, are the, uh, uh, from weird, unsigned bands. Unsigned band ones. And but, you know, every time you listen songs. to one, you think, yeah, they're unsigned for a reason. But uh. There's a couple of good ones in there. But no, it's, it's safe to say it's superb gameplay on it. Um, the multiplayer is really, really good fun. Oh, yeah. Up. I didn't realise that until I actually played a bit of two-player with uh, you last time you came around. It's, uh, it was like being in Spinal Tap. We were jamming our way to Tonight I'm Gonna Rock You Tonight, and um, I, suddenly I was in a rock band with my best friend, Tony. My, my sort of joint best friend, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> One play, person's playing the lead guitar, the other play, person's playing the bass. So. bass. Or indeed, uh, there's a rhythm guitar section on some of them as well. Which we shall try. Yes. But, uh, yeah, you, you're jamming away. Either you're competitive or um, cooperative, it, it works really well. And, uh, and Tony is both of those things. Yes. <laughs> I, I can't. I mean, hard. I've done in the abundance. first few tracks in, but, man, that is insanely hard. Yeah. Dedication. Um, I, did, I did some hard. Ultimately, um, they should readdress the, uh, the difficulty issues and call easy, medium. <laughs> easy is normal. Normal is hard, and hard is insane. And expert is for yeah. just um, Jimi Hendrix only, really. If you can do expert, then you're prob- probably quite good at the regular guitar. You might want to try that. So I think it's a safe bet to say that you know, anybody who's even just had a little inkling of whether they should maybe buy it, I mean, it's £70. Mm. It's a, but a Wii is like £200. 180 180 yeah. And a complete waste of money. So it is expensive. <laughs> but, you know, they're going to be bringing games up for the printable for a good few years yet to come. Um, and yeah, so I, I thoroughly recommend it. Totally. I wait for the 360s version of Guitar Hero 3 and Guitar Hero 80s. Yeah. Those are my new games of the uh, year for waiting. The 80s you know. one is out when? Soon? Or? Apparently June on the PlayStation 2. And 360? Uh, <laughs> yeah, same time, I'd imagine. Right. <laughs> Can't imagine it not being then um, November for Guitar Hero 3. No word, no word on the songs for that then, I guess. No. Remember that, that is I heard um, Snooker is. Loopy. <laughs> You're just waiting for newer, newer song packs. Yeah. Not, I mean, the template is entirely there, but there's not much more they can do with the uh, the way that you're going to play a guitar down the fretboard. I mean, mm. Yeah. They'll also probably release an, an interesting new kind of guitar with each one that you can, you know, optionally buy, you know, if you want to buy that as your first one, or as a spare guitar. So you can have a very 80s one, and then... Guitar Hero 3 will probably be some sort of flying V. Yeah. I think, and just yeah, so we're clear on this, if Neversoft are listening, which they probably aren't, no story mode. That's no. It. <laughs> Although, uh, no, if Neversoft are listening and you're wondering what things to add in there, Ralph Brown, the uh, guy who was in With Nell and I in Wayne's World 2, and his sort of, I learned it from Keith Richards when I toured with the Stans. You need him as your narrator. If it's going to be even vaguely story-like, or if you want a new guy on the actual um, practice mode, that guy. Just needs to be Spinal Tap. Oh, 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 that would be so cool. Ridiculous and daft. Yes, but no, they're so good at voiceovers anyway. Yeah, Michael McKean, uh, Christopher Guest, and Harry Shearer. Get them in, get them in as Spinal Tap, and get them to endorse Guitar Hero 3. Because uh, the, the kids like that, they they like playing guitars because they can pretend they're us. 
Um, yeah, that would be cool. Well, I think the, ne- the next big thing they're doing for free is online multiplayer. So that's oh, the next big hook and angle. Oh, yeah, and of course there's Rock Band coming out later as well. You can add on a mic and drum machine and uh, kazoo and, uh, you know, form your own proper band that you've been wanting to do for years. So I'm getting that with a mic just so I can do, do the singing because I like the front man thing. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, all I have to say is a two big thumbs up. I mean, really, really good. And Two big sore thumbs. <laughs> yeah, one callous finger. And, uh, um, yeah, I mean, a, a definitely a buy. Two knackered arms. Even though, yeah, it's 70 quid. That's a lot of money, but... You can't rent it, but, uh, so yeah. the only way to try it out is to buy it. Or, or get go, mate make, buy it. make friends with someone who's got one of it. But, um, come round our house and rock. Yeah, yeah, you come round our house. You're all in, <laughs> that, that's not, do not come round our house. You won't come be let Paul's in. house. That's fine. Yes. Yeah. No, it's not. I shall release It's not that. a hippie commune. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure our listeners will be all nice people who like to rock out. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, go buy, seriously. If you've got 70 quid, it's, it's a choice between that or a brand new 360 game for 50 quid, which doesn't have a massive plastic guitar with it. Just go for the one with the guitar. Okay, so, right, moving on. Paul, a couple of weeks ago, you saw Sunshine. What did you think? Well, uh, this is, this is uh, director Danny Boyle's new film. Um, Danny Boyle, he of, uh, what, Train Spotting, Shadow Grave, Grave, Life is Ordinary, Millions. Millions. Uh, 28 Days Later. I beat you. <laughs> Next. <laughs> the beach. Anyway, um... Ah, you bastard. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, it's Next set, set uh, approximately 50 years in the future. Basically, a spaceship uh, called Icarus 2 is uh, heading towards the sun, we're informed in the voiceover, uh, by uh, actor Killian Murphy, Ooh. who plays Kappa, uh, who's um, the main scientist guy, I suppose would be the best way of describing it. Basically, tra- travelling towards the sun with a bomb attached uh, to the front of it, the, the idea is to uh, they need to reignite the sun because it's dying out. As a result, of that means the Earth uh, is is basically entering a, I think it's a solar winter, and it's yeah. just basically stuffed. So they Hang don't really. This what? this doesn't sound like the sunshine I saw. My, the one film I saw follows three generations of a Jewish family during the changes to uh, yeah, Austria-Hungary from the beginning uh, of the 20s. Sabo's uh, Sunshine, which released in '99, oh. and uh, stars Ray Fiennes, and he. Where actually, I'll just bring up here. You see, he probably looked at the script and went, "Okay, I get to have simulated sex with the likes of Jennifer Eel, Rachel Weisz, Deborah Cara Unger, Molly Parker, and John Neville." Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it's got also got that guy um, from oh, the Vicar of Dibley, who you don't know, the one who keeps going. Was it? No, 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 no. That guy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. He's in well, uh, and it's not very good. Okay, right. So not not to be confused with 2007 Sunshine. Not to be confused with the 2007 Sunshine. No. Okay, nail biting, edge of the seat. You know, the, the the point that it goes wrong is they get a distress call from the first ship that tries to uh, actually try to get it working, the Icarus One. I don't know why they called him the Icarus because I mean, did did they did they actually read up on what happened to Icarus? Not nice things happened when he probably not. Gets. I mean, the, the whole point of this is that they're, they're it's like calling it the Titanic. They're flying. <laughs> out they don't actually know if this is going to work, but no. that's that's one of the. It's things theoretical that, that there's yeah. a chance it might work. It's not like they go, okay, it's all right. We'll just we'll just fly this bomb to the sun, and yeah, that'll that'll sort it for the next uh, you know few years. It's not that simple. And the crew of eight, this is probably a mission that they're not going to return from. I think yeah. they're all pretty much uh, resigned to that fact. 
And of course, it gets worse uh, once the uh, uh, discovery that the Icarus One is still is still around. Uh, they, they, they receive a distress beacon from it. Well, what's and, interesting uh, about that whole thing is that everyone in their right mind watches films like Alien and um, ooh, uh, so, uh, no, hang on, I watched this piece of shit yesterday, uh, Supernova, and goes, why, why are you answering this distress call? You've got something to do, and this seems like a, a recipe for disaster. Why are you doing it? But obviously because this film was made with smart people in mind, uh, and, and it was made by smart people with very smart people as consultants, uh, it was a case of, okay, they answer the distress signal because it leads to a ship with another bomb, giving them twice as much of a, of a very exactly, small yeah. chance Two to get this. Are better than one. Yeah. And, and that is the, the best reason to do something really rather stupid. The th- yeah, the, the, the theory is, you know, they, they argue that theory is sound. Let's go, let's go and have a look at it anyway and see what happens. Uh, of course... Um, Not wanting to spoil anything. No. How it's performed at the box office is another matter. I, mean, I imagine, like a lot of these films, it will probably be discovered be on DVD. Business on uh, blue, uh, DVD and Blu-ray. So we just wait and see see what happens there. But is it good? Yes, <laughs> it's the bottom line. See, um, I don't know why I'm asking you that. I know it's good. It's it's a it's fucking excellent. They don't know it's good. But, okay, um, right. Okay, it's good. Go and see it. Enough. Bye. Next. There we are. It's tense, right? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, ironically, with a, with a lot of films like this, um, it's usually, uh, well, you think of Alien, it's, it's all about sort of dark corridors and, you know, slow creeping tension. Where, ironically, in Sunshine, it's actually at its most terrifying when the screen is filled with light. Mm. Because really, the thing about Sunshine that's really impressive, and that Boy- Danny Boyle has spoken about in a number of interviews, is the way that you use the sun. In the film, as a character, as a character, yeah, exactly. It's never, you know, you understand why why they sit in that room that's, you know, basically out of the out in front of the shield. It's a viewing room. It's a viewing room. Why they spend the time looking at it is because it's fascinating, Mm. and you know, there's a reason they want to sort of put themselves. It's like, you know, why does anyone sort of? I'll I'll have a quick glance at the sun, even though you, you know, no one. You know, you're going to end up drilling your head. Mm. Dr- you know, sticking drilling your head. Like, you know, but this is a sun that's Darren growing Darren so Darren. huge that you can barely. I mean, there's yeah. th- there's two directions they can look away from the sun or at the sun. That's the yeah, it, and it's two. it's ultimately it ultimately starts consuming a number of the uh, um, the, the crew, and that's mm. it becomes evident that that is in some way what happened on the Icarus One. Mm. Most definitely. Uh, Not to give too much away, uh, the ending has annoyed many people, including reviewers. And it's been uh, referred to as yeah. a hackneyed. Events ha- occur at the end that could be considered generic. Yeah, it's it's, it's a bit difficult to, to, to talk about without actually discussing it. Now, I mean, without actually discussing exactly what's going on, but I I, I think I, I mean I can understand why for some people, given given what the film's been doing up until that point, the fact that it it takes a sort of it shifts gears somewhat seems a bit. Uh, out of place. Make, yeah, even out of place, the film sort of starts to wobble mm. and, you know, uh, starts to sort of drift into um, territory of other kind of space <laughs> movies. Nicely sidestepped. Paul W.S. Anderson about ten years ago. Piece of uh, shit. Can't believe I liked that when it before. But, Event Horizon. Yeah. You won't need eyes, but no, hang on. I was trying to you won't tell need eyes to see about it. You're sort of giving it away anyway. But it's uh, in Australia, surely. Yeah, well, yeah, the latest trailer, it tells you way too much. I did not, I did not want to know what they told me in the latest trailer. Funny thing is, I mean, even if you agree with what they've done at the end, um, the film up to that point is 
awesome. I mean, right up there in my own opinion with um, stuff like Alien. Mm. Really, really is fantastic. I mean, hang on, uh, hang on. Stuff like Alien or just Alien? There's nothing like Alien out there. I've, I've, tried, I've Alien. Looked, there you go. I've been looking through uh, the the rental places for uh, films like Alien to you watch. Ended up with Supernova. Yeah, <laughs> Supernova, Event Horizon, Alien, Solaris. Okay, right. It's like Solaris. Okay, but even with that either version in mind, um, I still think the film is absolutely fantastic. I mean, I didn't, I didn't actually like the ending, but. I does <sighs> recommend it to everybody. I did like the ending. Do you, which part of the ending? The very end or just the... Um, oh, I like the very run end. up to the end. Yeah. I mean, this it's is the run. thing. It, it's, uh, I actually, when I saw the film a second time, uh, a week after I saw it the first time, uh, I wasn't actually so bothered about all that that stuff we can't discuss. <laughs> Am I the only person who wasn't bothered about that stuff we can't discuss? I'm, I'm not bothered. I'm not bothered it in passe. I'm just. It, I'm really it didn't really. It wasn't really. It wasn't. To be honest, it wasn't really much of an issue when I first saw it. But I can. I could see why people were cr- criticizing it. You know, that was what their beef was. I could. I could but see. Why ironically, I think um, what you said the other day, which is a lot of people have been saying the film is too short. Now, how really? You, yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I, I personally think what they tried to do at the end. If the film was an extra either half an hour longer or even slightly more, I think it would have been really, really an interesting turn to take. I just felt that they kind of shoved it in there and they didn't have quite enough time to actually build on what they were trying to say and do. So I think they, they, sh- they were better off just leaving it off and making the kind of film possibly that I wanted to see. But um, I just think more time they could have put something a lot better there. Could there be a director's cut with more? Uh, okay, okay, hopefully, yes. If you put aside, if you put aside the, you know, all the all the things that are absolutely wonderful about it, the acting in particular is, is yeah, very good. and particularly um, from the Human special, Torch and uh, Scarecrow specifically, yeah, the, who, who is uh, absolutely superb in the film, and Killian Murphy, uh, Michelle Yeoh, and the uh, the rather lovely Rose Byrne, um, <laughs> who I would repeatedly um, over and um, over again. <laughs> uh, I've had a bit of a thing for her ever since the rage in Placid Lake. But anyway, another, another <laughs> that's a separate issue. If you put aside that, you the put rage aside in the Flaccid edge, Lake, edge of the seat tension, the really wonderful uh, sort of set pieces, like the well near the end of the film, uh, which sort of not going not going to discuss. I mean, ironically, the, the biggest compliment I can actually say, as we've uh, we've already alluded to, it really could have done with being a bit longer. Yeah, I agree. And it's not often that you actually say that about a film. It could have done with you honestly. I, I fleshing out just a little bit more. If they were going to go down the road that they start going down, which again we can't discuss because it kind of ruins. It seems a little bit rushed. It seems a little bit rushed. Yeah, I think the real the real star of the show really is the sign itself, and I think that uh, whatever 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 else you take away from it, it's 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 very impressive on that on that count. And uh, the fact that it's not really done good enough at the box office is a crying shame. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, people are going to see Bean instead. Uh, see, I was so tense throughout most of the end part of the movie. I, my heart was beating so hard in my chest. I thought, you know what? I'm probably going to die at this point. I am so in so much tension. I am going to die, and I didn't die, but I could have. Yeah, thank God. I mean, it's I, I've funny. never it, felt it, that a film could kill me with sheer tension. If we look at, I mean, obviously the film was was made in the UK. I mean, it's, it's, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a, we, you know, up our squan, we. The I mean, it costs coming. About, uh, Twenty million quid to make, uh, you know, four bucks. Um, uh, look, he looks a hell of a like. It cost a hell of a lot more. Um, Special effects, oh yeah, definitely. Actually, looking at the Wikipedia entry, which is less than a cocaine budget for the Baftas. Well, yes, there's, there's a there's some amusing. Um, Ronnie Corbett again. Rating it. Finland apparently. And Stewart. Uh, Sorry. Setting peril, zombies, and misfortune. 
apparently the reasons it's been given a K13 in Finland. So to our Finnish listeners, now you know what's, what the score is. Hang on, what film was given this? This is this, this film. It was right, that Sunshine. was the reason it got What, Sunshine? Uh, in Finland, yes. It's, so when does Sunshine have zombies in it? Very good question. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Sweden I, says fights, knife stabbing, severe burn... Wasn't burn. a knife, it was a scalpel. Exactly. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. That's kind of splitting hairs, which well, you can do yeah. with the scalpel, by the way. But uh, no, yeah, I just, I just I noticed that earlier. It was zombies. So it wouldn't this, make sense. Is this a two thumbs up as well for this? Sunshine. Oh Christ, yes. Two thumbs way up. My wife yeah, yeah. is is becoming obsessed with it. I, uh, uh, well, uh, as well as Mr. Murphy. Yeah, Mr. Murphy, who never really re- appealed to her before, but she likes his brains. But, uh, yeah, I think ultimately it's the intelligence of the damn thing. And I saw Alien again the other day, and I have seriously underestimated how excellent that film is. I always credited well it as, as a great film, but not one that I really watched for entertainment value. I was always sort of a, more of an Aliens kind of guy myself, but uh, Alien rocks. That one. Well done. He's finally realised it at long last. Tony, our job is done. Let's go. Curse of the Golden Flower. Paul was coming round to my house to say the night the other day, and uh, he said, uh, let's go see Curse of the Golden Flower. And I, who was planning to see it anyway, I'm not blaming you, Paul, um, said, yes, why not? Because I like Zhang Yumo and all of his recent films, like Hero and Other House of Flying Daggers. So we went to see The Curse of the Golden Flower. And about 20 minutes in, I realized it was rubbish. It was absolute shit. And uh, that uh, I, uh, my eyes were about to bleed from the disgusting amount of color, bright paint, splodgy, rubbishy, horrible, opulent, everyone covered in gold and sequins that would make a pimp blush kind of set design and uh, costume design. And I realized that everyone involved was having a thoroughly boring time. There are many, many scenes in the film where um, a large amount of courtiers, about a thousand or so, come running in. They surround the uh, the royal family and uh, they are told, leave us. So they run back out again. And it's like, look what we can do with extras. As opposed to, you know, maybe, possibly, some characterization here or there. There is no characterization in this. Charyun Fat strokes his moustache and looks despicably wicked the whole way through. The three sons butt heads, stare at each other and gawp when any any bit of sort of family secrets are dredged up and uh, revealed to them. It, I lost count of the amount of times that uh, people were going, <gasps> when they were told, ah, by the way, she is your sister. She is your... Uh, you know what? I'm going to spoil the plot for everyone. She's his sister and he's shagging his sister. Okay. Um, and uh, what else am I... Uh, no, that's about it. That's the only plot revelation, frankly. Uh, oh, oh, that woman who was the ninja, it turns out to be the guy's mum. That, that's it. That's it. That's it. Nothing else. The, the whole film is about uh, the overthrowing of an emperor who's clearly a wanker. Uh, and at uh, the very end, he doesn't get overthrown. There, there's a massive battle to no avail. Uh, the, 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 the son who's trying to actually defy him kills himself. Uh, and it's a case of, oh, see what your machinations have done. No, you know what? He could have killed the Emperor. He, had, he was right there. Okay? That was the plot of Hero. It's all about getting within ten paces of the Emperor. And everything that was excellent about Hero, uh, still no, nowhere near as good as Crouching Tucker, Hidden Dragon, but everything was excellent about Hero, about House of Flying Daggers, and the heart that was in the, the middle of House of Flying Daggers, and the, the, the soul and the um, self-sacrifice of Hero vacuum gone completely nothing all you get left is veneer and gold paint and is a waste of everybody's time and money and Zhang Yumo should be thoroughly ashamed of himself now I've said my piece 
Paul, what did you? They didn't like it then. There, there was a moment when, um, after a lot of talking, a bunch of ninjas turned up, and I went yes, and Paul also went ah, oh, last, and I suddenly realised that Paul was just as bored as I was. I thought, yeah. oh great, I thought it was just me. I thought it was just stupid, and I couldn't appreciate another no, person, no, another it, culture. No, it was. Uh, I think it was uh, probably was around about the twenty-minute mark after the third. Uh, you know, someone walking past a. Uh, one of the rooms shouting. Oh yeah, there's this guy at the tower. He keeps going past, going, ah, it is the hour of the rat. It and you just, oh. yeah, it just. Inc- I mean, my, 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 like, main, oh, my main beef with they the do film. it every three minutes. Okay, my, I mean, my main beef with the film is that it is incredibly boring. I mean, <laughs> the the really the, mar- oh. the martial arts bits in it. I, sp- I suppose if it, you know, it's not. I mean, it's all well and good to have them, you know, swooping camera with a th- army of thousands, but you just. You know, if you so don't care what? about a single one of them. I don't care. Them. I don't care what happens to these people. I mean, usually with, with these sort of films, it's a sort of fight between two or three characters at the most. Yeah, Jet Li and, and Donnie Yen in Hero. That start was a great start. And it's quite uh, sort of beautifully done, whereas it's just, you know, some guy in the middle of a bunch of people and he's just sort of running around. It's, just, it's really, really There's poor. no coordination to no, it. No, it's, it's just... It's just it it looks like a mess. No, it looks like community theatre with a budget of millions. <laughs> it, it's it's sort of they've they've got the grandeur, they haven't got the character. There's nothing there to actually look at. There's no people. It, Ultimately, it, there were oh. characters you were supposed to care about that when they died horribly, messily, tragically, I almost cheered just because it was something happening. Oh, it was like the only things that were they could stop annoying me right now. Well, there was go- go- I think the only thing that really raised her, piqued her interest at all was Gong Li's cleavage, <laughs> which kept popping out. It was, you know, she kept rushing through the castle with these things bobbing up and down. In we front did, of her, we did both. Tecmo did, make this film. We, we, we <laughs> both did, did a cheeky glance and went, "Oh, oh right. yeah." <laughs> but other than that, no. Uh, Gong Li has made some poor no. choices in her time. I, I like Miami Vice, but it's not a good film. Well, well, you put yeah. me off it anyway. Yeah, well, seriously, I, if I saved you guys, I mean, mainly we have not the money because you have Cineworld cards, but if I saved you guys the money from petrol and the time you could have spent on Guitar Hero 2, then I've done a good thing. Do you, do you know that for me the most disappointing thing about, aside from the fact the film's crap, was that basically it, it overshadowed the other foreign language film that came out the same day. Oh, uh, The Lives, the of, lives others? of Others, yes. Which, Which apparently is, is it's better than Pan's Labyrinth. No, it's not. Uh, anyway, uh, moving on. <laughs> no, it's an, it's an, I mean, no, it isn't. But it's, it's, I can it's, say no more about The Lives of Others than I can about The Departed until yeah, I've seen it. It's an the excellent film, and it's just a shame that it, uh, that Curse of the Golden Planet overshadowed it mm. uh, when it really shouldn't have. So. It's very, it's very boring. That's the main, main, the really, really problem with it. Real, real problem with it. Speaking of films being not seen at the cinema, <laughs> Idiocracy is uh, the latest film from Mike Nicely Judge. Done. I know, I like that. It's the latest film from Mike Judge, great of Beavers and Butthead, King of the Hill, and the cult hit on DVD only, Office Space. The basic plot is. Luke Wilson is an average Joe, gets frozen in an army experiment and thawed out 500 years into the future. Everybody on Earth is a retard from years and years of stupid people breeding and smart people not breeding. The president is practically a rock star. Luke Wilson has suddenly become the smartest man in the world. This is his adventure. And it's great. Seriously, it's it's a case of... Um, Can I borrow it? <laughs> I don't have it. I, only, I, I rented it. It's... Um, oh. I, I will buy it when it comes down from 16.99. Oh, and when the fact that uh, HMV got one copy in and sold it. 
um, Fox don't really want to sell this thing. They wouldn't. They seem to begrudgingly allow it to be released on five screens in the U.S. or something equally paltry, uh, and they have got no advertising for it. There's no um, of any kind of uh, media campaign whatsoever. I've not seen it anywhere. I've not even seen a DVD copy of it in a box yet. Or oh, I may have been tempted to buy it. Fox seemed to want to bury this, possibly because it is so fervently anti-advertising. The whole way through, the, the sponsorship slapped on everything. It's, of course, fake sponsorship of products in the future. But uh, it makes a mockery of places like Walmart, uh, drinks like Gatorade, and AT&T. And Starbucks. Oh yes, I forgot. Starbucks have become massage parlors. Yeah, it, uh, uh, yes. Where you can I, get. I, where yeah, a number of critics have commented that that probably is one of the reasons it. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. And Starbucks so. are, of course, probably not too keen on that. Either way, the powers that be would rather you didn't see this film, and so that would be my main reason to go see it straight away. The case is that uh, everyone in the future uh, is threatened by Luke Wilson, and he's actually easily able to outwit them. He gets sent to jail many times, and at one point just walks out. And <laughs> the security guards shoot each other. <laughs> it's 12 quid on play. It's head-slapping. Like, you know what? I'm going to buy it. Go for right it. now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm buying it. 12 Live quid and interactive, he's going to buy it. I'm buying he's, it. He's got a sale. And crucially, how much is DOA? Crazy. Paul's hungry for... Still 10.99, you bastards. Idiot. You admit that's too much to pay for it. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I'll wait for the HD DVD. So if anybody Paul's. wants to see it, you just contact Al via the email address. Yeah, actually, yeah. Uh, send a, send a uh, letter to... Send a PayPal uh, amount of money to Alex and he okay. will buy it for you. Our email address is digitalcowboys at googlemail.com. Send any feedback on the show, stuff you'd like us to talk about on the show, just, you know, general... Uh, praise or, or, or in fact send all your hate mail here specifically if, if you want recommendations I mean it, like Idiroxy I mean if there is a certain film that you think is underprivileged then we will do our best to actually watch it yeah totally actually yeah I can stick it on my rental list deprived child of a movie then yes come on down <laughs> okay that's bought done excellent on my way nice. okay. I'm just Holly. on CD well rentals looking um, that I could rent Blu-ray and HD DVDs oh nice one oh nice one yes. That's a great way to save twenty nine ninety nine for a film you're going to see once. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> who the hell's going to pay that for a Blu-ray movie? Um, well, people who are foolish. Who there's only actually, one. Who've never do. heard of the internet? As, as we know, there's there's not actually that many HD or Blu-ray titles that anyone actually really wants to watch. So. Yeah. Well, Bond. What about Bond? Yeah. After that, uh, rumor has it. Monster House. Uh, I mean, uh, seriously, Monster House is. Swordfish. Troy. Unforgiven. And <laughs> Helsing. I got five. At the moment. Yeah, I, I, I quite want to see The Holiday, but I actually might rent that in HD. <laughs> <laughs> so you can see every hair on Cameron Diaz's face. And then go, shit, she wears a lot of makeup. Yeah, she's just got cracks under there. She probably looks like your grandma now. She was hot when I was a kid. The mask. <laughs> actually, I got mask? the fireplace. Visions of Tranquility, HD version. Yeah. Visions of Wanquility. <laughs> I am not buying a fireplace DVD. To escape DVD. the frosty cold outside or share a special evening with a loved one. This is the DVD. What kind of idiot watches a fireplace? It's not even going to produce any heat. Oh. Well, unless the TV design is a bit iffy. Um. I would buy. I would buy a disc if it had, for example, one hour of fireplace, 
one hour of like the ocean, one hour of like a forest. Just like in Back to the Future 2, they actually had that. It was like a, a window that you could change the view on and it wasn't working because Marty called the, the repairman a chicken or something like that. That's in the future. Um, we're now there. <laughs> we got to the point where our TVs can show us beautiful views of a fireplace. I can't care about HD right now. You have to understand, man. Well, okay. I mean, it's uh, when we'll... When re- actually, only I think a couple of days ago it was revealed that uh, it's quite obvious that the Spider-Man films are coming out on Blu-ray in October, all of them. So yes, bring bring it on. Bring okay. them the fuck on. So I will be getting them definitely, there's even new, if Spider-Man Three is junk. There's a new Manic Street Preachers album coming out. That'll be shit. That'll be shit. Yes, it's already out. Like the last one and the one before. <laughs> so moving on. Well, the latest on YouTube that has uh, caught my eye, um, I was searching for Nevermind the Buzzcocks, which is something that you're never going to find on DVD because of the licensing of the music. So the only place you can really find it is YouTube or, or downloading it in some places yeah. and, or, or indeed watching it on TV. Um, and uh, Paul and I were looking on YouTube for just one of the funnier episodes and it turned out to be episode S20EO2. Parts 1, 2, and 3. It uh, happens to feature Donnie Tourette, the retard who was uh, recently on a, a uh, reality TV show about punks. Uh, he's, he's quite clearly in over his head. He has the mind of a child, and he's surrounded by comedians who are a lot smarter than him. He plays up, and he acts like a chimp, and they allow him to dig his own grave and perfectly snipe him at every point. It's just great. I have not laughed so much at a Buzzcocks episode in a long time. So yeah, track down that one episode, watch it, it's in three parts and... and uh, Before it gets taken off. Yeah, before it gets taken off. And uh, When did YouTube stop being fun? Uh, yeah, Google. I, I think I think the rot had set in long before Google came. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, because of litigation. But basically, as soon as the law became involved, litigation. <laughs> saying, got, yeah. What happened? Take off all these music videos. They're Google, allowing people to watch Google, music videos. A lot of people were waiting for Google. Wait, basically waiting on Google acquiring it because it then means they can sue the shit out of them. <laughs> Google are well minted, so they can sort of. Uh, they can bleed money, and it's not a problem. So I mean, that's still a great idea. It's just. Um, you ain't going to see all the stuff that you want to see, which is licensed to other companies. After the music videos got taken off, YouTube is increasingly becoming the place where if you want to go see a Linkin Park video cut to Naruto or Dragon Ball Z, that's where you go. But even that's being taken off now. We're leaving us with just the user-created content of uh, the various any chimpanzee out there who can handle a webcam. There's a man who's put a condom on his head and is blowing it up with his nose. Wonderful. <laughs> Why... <laughs> How could YouTube be improved? (laughs) Just the premise of it. How could YouTube be improved? If you could talk to the people who make uh, who keep YouTube together now, but guess Google called the shots. How would you change it? Well, get rid of that Kentathon video first of all. (laughs) Everybody, go to YouTube and type in Kentathon. That's mine. (laughs) You got how many subscribers? Let me see. One. You. How could you improve YouTube? Well, I'll tell you how I, you could. Uh, first off, you should be able to flag videos. Okay, one star isn't enough. You should be able to flag them as being put together by an immature chimpanzee. Mm. Okay, and if every time you do it, uh, it gets um, that kind of flag. If everybody keeps doing it, ultimately, it, they sh- you should be able to filter out stuff that's made by an idiotic chimpanzee. Therefore. Every time you do a search, that stuff doesn't turn up. 
Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, but you'd end up with nothing on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'd just be Kent. I think you'd still have plenty. There's billions of videos on YouTube. Look, this is my cat. Nine seconds of a yeah, cat. Yeah, I know, but no, but if it removed all of them, then that would be a problem, wouldn't it? Mm. Well, you could just be able to change your filter and allow um, chimpanzee stuff to be back in. Or, I mean, you should be able to maybe do a search for stuff that's actually good, and people should be able to flag their own stuff as, you know, this is professionally done. Or maybe people you could also flag, you know, users could flag other people's videos and say, look, this is good stuff. And th- th- some way to get the cream to rise, ultimately. They got most viewed today. The new Order of the Phoenix trailer, which is excellent, by the way. By the looks of it, Harry Potter is going to be a non-stop action movie. Yeah. Is that a good thing? I don't know. I don't know. Well, it, it can only be better than the book. Well, okay, fair enough. Mm. Halo 3 beta leak analysis. When's the Halo 3 beta out, by the way? May 16th, 16th yeah. May 16th. I have got three weeks-ish to buy and finish Crackdown. Why do you have to finish Crackdown? Because I because I ain't going back to it once I've got the Hello 3 beta. <laughs> well, actually, I could, I'll could i I'll be spending most of my weeks before then playing the Sega Mega Drive collection on the PlayStation 2. No, you won't. No, I won't, because it's rubbish. Um, <laughs> it's a lie. It's it's not rubbish. It's, it's, it's uh, a reason why you can't go back. It's Imagine 27 of the most bland... Mega Drive games because they can't use any of the licensed stuff like uh, True Lies or Crackshot, which I really wanted to play. Um, no, seriously, I, did. Serious I, I, I really wanted to play. There, no, no, I wasn't expecting it on there. It's just that it's a shame that they can't put them on. They, they couldn't put them on subsequent ones. You, I'll never be able to play. Um, I'll never all those, be all those high quality Mega Drive games. Terminator yeah, 2, the arcade. Uh, discussion game. itself about going back retro. We're talking things like Altered Beast, Sonic 1, Sonic 2, Vector Man, Columns, right. Golden Axe, Golden Axe 2, Golden Axe 3, No Streets of Rage, even though that was an exclusive. You've got to have only like exclusive Mega Drive titles by the looks of it. None of these seem to be cross-platform. Um, I would imagine that it's the Mega Drive collection insofar as it's Sega's own games, right? Practically, by the looks of it. Well, yeah, I, yeah, I think no, it's practically, a... completely. Okay, the games you get: uh, Alex Kidd in the Enchanted Castle. That's rubbish. Altered Beast, shit. Bonanza Brothers, Columns, shit. Comic Zone, Decapitac, shit. Echo the Dolphin, Tides of Time, Echo Junior, Flicky, shit. Game Ground, worst game ever. Yeah, it's rubbish. Imagine a game of Smash TV played in slow motion, where you could only fire one bullet a second. At incredibly slow enemies. Amazing. I know you're imagining it right now. Now imagine it worse than that. Like Golden Axe. Crap. Golden Axe 2. Crap. Golden Axe 3. Worse than all of them. Kid Comedian. Rubbish. Mario clone. Although Mario 3 clone, I suppose, because you can do different things like wearing different hats. Fantasy Star 2. 3 and 4. Rubbish. Ristar. Crap. Sonic clone. Shinobi 3. Shinobi 3 was quite fun. But why didn't they put Revenge of Shinobi in there? That's the one that everyone played. Sonic the Hedgehog. Good. Good game. Paul, you're going to play it, and I don't, I'm not saying you're going to like it, but you may see something in there that was actually a little bit better than, than what you remember. Than the Nintendo fan would let him know. I know you're a Mario fan. I know. But Sonic the Hedgehog 1 is a good game. It's stood up over the years. It's not just nostalgia here. It's it's really nice. It's a responsive, fun, fast game. Super Thunderbolt, shit. Sword of a Million, shit. Vector Man, uh, Vector Man 2. Nice use of technology. 
shit. Virtual Fighter 2, shit. Uh, imagine playing Virtual Fighter 1, the most boring and overrated arcade game of all time, incredibly slowly in 2D. All 27 of those games will cost you £20 in game right now. I can't take this back to game. They won't take it from me. It's been opened. I should have bought it in HMV. They'll take it back. It pisses me off that uh, game have gone from everything to nothing. They've gone from 10 days, you know, open the game, you can play the game to death, you can bring it back, you can take full advantage of them and use them practically like a rental company. That's a little bit too... <laughs> okay. Yes. Two. And you were one of the people doing just that. I know. I, I know. I, I understand it. And I understand that more of us people doing that ruined the actual um, idea of it and that the company stopped doing that. They've gone now to, if you open the game, you bought it, you can't get rid of it unless it's damaged. That sucks. You know, I, I work at Gap, and every single ta- day, something like th- one in every three transactions is someone bringing something back. They bring it back, they get something else instead. No problem, we can resell it, okay? It's it's not an issue. Why is that different with games? Here's my suggestion. What would have been better was just a two-day return. Because you can tell in two days whether you like or, or don't like a game. It would take Tony to finish a game in two days, <laughs> unless it's really short. So you can't really finish a game in two days. And this also means that you can, you know, oh, I couldn't get in after day one. Well, you can get in after day two. Make it two days. I don't yeah, like I agree. this whole thing. Ultimately, I'm now stuck with the game. I then have to se- I have to sell on eBay for half what I paid for it. Yeah, but surely in the terms of um, Gap, I mean, if you wear a piece of clothing, I, I say you're taking it back, you're not meant to remove the tags or anything. If I wore a piece of clothing as long like as I played new- this, all two hours of it, I could still take it back as long as I didn't wash it. I kept the tags on it. I got all the tags on this thing. They could rebox it, they could resell it, they could, no one would ever know the difference. It's in pristine condition. I do like game, but, uh, and, uh, I would rather go to them than HMV because they know what they're talking about and their previous policy was excellent, but I've kind of had to learn my lesson here. That if I'm gonna buy a new game, um, I'm just gonna have to go to HMV. Mm. You live, you learn, man, you live, you learn. Well, I've learned my lesson. If anyone's interested, there's a copy of this going for, what? Ten pounds. Yeah, you know what? I will send it to whoever can send me the big, the best reason why they can. To, have our, to our first listener. No, <laughs> our first <laughs> listener is my wife. Um, but I will send it to whoever can t- complete their case that they want the complete twenty-seven uh, game Mega Drive collection and that they will love it and cherish it. Because I had a Mega Drive, I loved my Mega Drive, and I've just realised that I should never have gone back. And you found only one good game, really one, what, one good game on it? One game that you would, you really... There were, about there were possible games anyway. that were fun, but uh, ultimately... Only Sonic, really. Yeah, when it comes down to it, I was surprised and very pleased at the fact that Sonic 1 is still great. What do you want to talk about next week? Well, I will stop playing Guitar Hero, and uh, probably next week I'll talk about Lost Planet, which I'm playing at the moment. Really? Did you buy it? No, I'm renting. All right, cool. Okay. Well, I'm sure that'll last for at least two minutes. Yeah, it's kind of a generic shooter. Is it good? You'll have to wait for the review. Ah, well, I almost got you into that, though. I'll be seeing saying? some films. That's the yeah. plan. Yeah, okay. Um, not going to the cinema myself, but Paul, is there anything out? Uh, well, actually, yeah, there's a bunch of films I want to see. I'm, I'm planning to see Ra- Rain on Me. Rain, no, Rain Over Me. Rain on Me, or the film, all the way. Uh, I've uh, seen a film uh, like that. It's, it's, yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> and, uh, also, the, the, the one film actually out this weekend that I really, really must see as soon as I can is, um, uh, Shane Meadows' uh, This Is England. 
Huh? And also God of War 2. Oh, yes. Okay, right. When's that out? Uh, Friday. Friday. Okay, right. Friday. Next. There you go. That could be <laughs> the game review. Okay, that about wraps it up for this week. Next week, we're going to be talking about, amongst other things, South Park and God of War 2. Review from Paul there. If you want to send us an uh, email, to uh, send it to digitalcowboys at googlemail.com. Just tell us how we're doing. Give us some feedback and, and also discuss anything you'd like to actually see in the show. Uh, I'd like to thank both of both my uh, co-hosts, uh, Paul Shotton yep, and Tony Atkins. I'll see you later. I've been Alex Shaw. Thank you very much, folks. I will see you next week.